are back. We are back. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Match Point number nine. Another solo mini episode. I am one of two co-hosts, David E.J. Berger. Missing in action is Derek. And uh, Derek actually just created himself a new tennis Twitter handle. So let's make sure we give him a follow out there. At Ferrer versus Nagal. He's got, um, <laughs> looks like he's got Matthew Perry as his avatar at the moment. Give him a follow. That's why we're here. We're growing tennis, trying to connect. You can follow our show handle at MP9Tennis on Twitter. And I'm back with a, another mini episode, an explainer, as I've called it so far. All right. Well, what did we learn last night between the quarterfinal matches involving Dennis Shapovalov? And Rafael Nadal, let's start there. Well, I think pretty much every read possible on that match played out at some point. Nadal breaking down, Chapo going mental. Early on, it was all Nadal. We had minus one and a half sets at a hefty minus 150. But I tell you, I've been looking for a set bet for a while. And a lot of these matches haven't offered anything more than minus two and a half plus two and a half. So I was kind of excited to get minus one and a half with Nadal, who I really liked in this matchup. Really thought Shapovalov wouldn't generate enough break points to get two sets off Nadal. Rafa gifted him some free points with 11 double faults. Shapo came all the way back down two sets. And then exactly why... <laughs> I thought he wouldn't get two sets off Rafa played out as he went completely mental and gave up double-digit unforced errors in the fifth set. I think it was a tough beat. Some people might think I was crazy or paying up on the set line. I just thought there was no way Shapo was getting two sets unless it was at tie break. That was my only concern. But it was clear that the over was the stone-cold lock and that should have been the play. Shapo gets there on the games line. Nadal gets the money line win when he was falling apart and uh, looking uncomfortable in the fourth set Nadal suddenly <laughs> became the underdog so was a solid plus money underdog at one point Nadal will go on to face Matteo Berrettini who beat Monfils in five sets in the night session Berrettini coming through on the money line for us but does not get the game spread cover at two and a half he choked away <laughs> the cover in the fourth set he had 40 15 serving to get his fourth game in that set somehow went to deuce had add twice blew that got broke to lose 6-3 in the fourth then of course goes on to win 6-2 in the fifth tough beat there we go one and three on the picks but i gotta tell you i i i don't understand as i don't understand why nadal opened up as a three game favorite Berrettini up to 160 from 150 plus on the money line a significant dog I I don't get it. That's uh, I'm hoping that money line keeps rising. That's pretty great to hop on pre-serve. I just I don't know how you can watch that Nadal Shapo match and think that he should be the favorite against Berrettini. I mean Berrettini squeaked out the win as well, but Monfils playing great, playing great, able to neutralize Berrettini's serve. Mateo went mental a couple times. I gotta dig into the numbers more, but man, I, it's hard not to like Mateo and the semis versus Nadal. Well, let's turn the page to tonight. We've got two more quarterfinal matches. First up is Yannick Sinner versus Tsitsipas. Sinner coming in at a two-game favorite, minus 145 on the money line. The game's total is 39 and a half. This is a prime time match for the future of tennis. And pretty big bummer that we can't get Sinner as a dog in this match. I would really love to have played him as such, I think, a year ago. 
probably would be maybe more time than that. Uh, Paz has a better head to head at three to one. Somehow these guys have only played on clay together. So a little encouraging that center got a dub against Steph on his preferred surface. Well, I don't know if it's preferred, but I think at this point, it's safe to say that he's a better clay player. I wouldn't say he's a clay specialist by any means. Definitely a great all around player, but definitely more dangerous during clay season. So how are we attacking this match? Well, let me tell you, I spent way too long digging into the numbers. That's right. The numbers. If I had some sound effects, I'd do some calculating sound effects right now. So let's take a look at what I found. All right. Uh, so far in the Australian Open. Now this is a four match sample size. So not, not the biggest sample size, but I do think it will be telling big enough to get a read with the same conditions in the same courts. When it comes to aces, Steph is hitting about 14 and a half per match this tournament. Yannick is hitting six less at 8.25. Slight edge there. Now, Steph's giving up about one more ace against him per match at 7.75 versus six for Yannick. Not much of an edge there, but then let's look at the winners. Steph is hitting 43.5 winners per match. Yannick is coming in at 38.5, a six-point edge there so aces and winners wise definitely lead towards Steph now this edge is about to get wiped away when it comes to unforced errors Steph's coming in averaging 42.7 Yannick only 26.7 I mean a 16 point swing there pretty much wiping away the edge for Steph they're generating about the same amount of break points per match Steph at 11.75 Yannick at 10.5 and converting about the same amount as well. Steph at 4.25, Yannick at 4.75. But this one I think is pretty telling and, and something that I'm really reading into. And that's the break points faced. So this is putting themselves in a position where they can get broke. Steph is at 8.5 per match. Yannick is at 4.25, double the amount. So we're pocketing that info. Now break points lost. Steph has been great at saving because he's only giving up 1.5 break points per match while Yannick is at 1.7. So Steph obviously playing great defense. When it comes to the double faults, Steph averaging 2.25 so far, Yannick 1.5. Steph has had two matches with three. Yannick hasn't had any. Now this is where I think the match is going to be won and lost. And that's at the net. So far this tournament, Steph has won 68.2% of the points at the net while Yannick is at 76 now, obviously, these guys have played different opponents, different matches, and playing against each other is going to be a whole different experience as well. But I think it is safe to say, looking at this, that Steph is probably going to lead when it comes to aces and winners, but he's going to wipe away that edge with unforced errors, and he has a solid chance of facing more break points because also Yannick's just a break point grinder. Guy's awesome at generating break points and where this match might come down to is the net averaging almost nine percent more net points one per match that's an edge and Yannick just has a natural ability at the net the guy is full sicko i don't know if you saw the adm match the other night but man this guy hit some cross-court drops that were just draw dropping at the net so numbers wise eileen Yannick, and then i mean let's think about this in the grand scheme of things steph goes full mental on hardcore at slams Yannick, much more cool tempered i think more naturally talented steph looks like he has to work so freaking hard to keep it together he could literally break at any <laughs> moment so i wish i could play him at a better price but we're right in center money line at minus 145 all right the next match tonight we've got felix faa versus daniel medvedev the clear favorite to win this whole thing now i mean 
Every time these guys played before, Medvedev just absolutely eviscerates this guy. Just a really tough matchup as he's just like a million years better at the sport they'll be playing. But I want to root for Felix. He's showing a lot of improvement this tournament. Uh, I think he gutted out a lot of wins so far that he normally would have dropped. So I think we are seeing an improved FAA turning into the player that a lot of people hoped he would be. He's less mental. I did not expect Chilich to lead the unforced error category in the last match, uh, nor to get uh, out aced. But uh, that's that's what happened. That's what happened. Felix kept it together. His serve was on point at tiebreak. Now, we also just had Medvedev get pushed to the limits, which is hard to say pushed to the limits because there's only four sets. But I mean, Maxime Cressy was running Med all over the court with his serve and volley style. Interesting development ahead of this match. I mean, you're, you're, you're Felix. You, you've been getting beat down by this guy routinely. You need a different idea, something new to mix it up for this next time out. Boom, what happens? A little bit of a blueprint of how to push Met around. Now, is he going to be able to do that all match like Cressy? Obviously not. But one would guess he would use this as a tool at big points in the match to help himself out, keep Med guessing. It's a bit of narrative street. I, I hopped in the car and I drove right down narrative street, but I don't know. Just feels like this time around, not going to be as straightforward for Medvedev versus FAA. So we're going to write an alt line. We're going to find a little safety in an alt line. And we're going FAA plus seven minus 145. The line actually moved from six to six and a half just before I recorded. So it seems like the money is coming in on Med. Now, this is a very risky play. I'm not going to lie. Medvedev could come out and completely eviscerate this guy once again. But I think it's worth taking a shot on Felix to get to a tie break, maybe take a set. He just can't get broke multiple times in multiple sets for the seven to cover. And the way he's been playing, I, I think it might be tough. So we're riding FAA plus seven. Man, this this is, that's it. Those are the matches for tonight. There's some challengers happening now, which Jensen Brooksby's back today. Pretty awesome in Columbus. But we're we're missing the madness of the early rounds of the AO. I am, at least. Man, that was fun. It's been fun. It's been great. What a great tournament so far. All right. Well, that's it. We're going to get out of here. Follow us at MP9 Tennis. Until next time, see you in the court.